0: Sidebar, every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome to Sidebot Cindy with me, Cindy Ciria Fansale Afropolitans, on Kaya FM 95.9. Tonight, we are looking at the work that the Southern African Depression and Anxiety Group does with support groups, and they celebrated Support Group Awareness Week last week from the 25th to the 30th. But we'll be catching up with Crystal Kemp, she's a SADAG support group coordinator, and finding out what they do and why they work is so important because a conversation a day is exactly what the doctor ordered. Sidebar with Cindy every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8pm on Kaya FM 95.9 Welcome to Sidebar with Cindy with me Cindy Swift and Sale on this rainy Thursday night um, Afropolitans in Johannesburg. Tonight we're looking at the important work that the Southern African Depression and Anxiety Group, SADAG does with support groups um, It was Support Group Awareness Week um, from the 25th to the 30th of January. And Crystal Kemp um, is the SADC support group coordinator. And she joins us on the show tonight to tell us what the work that they do is all about and why it's so important. Later on in the show, we'll be joined by Usman mateke She's a support group member um, for family members and loved ones living with mental illness. And Untabi Libina is a support group leader and a social worker. And they'll be sharing with us, um, you know, what they do and why it's so important. Mental health matters, Afropolitans. And, um, you know, as I was saying to Ukuku earlier on, 2020 and 2021 have been i um, very challenging and, and very taxing um, for people's mental health. And this is why the work that SADAC does is important. It's important to know that there is a resource such as SADAC. It's a free resource. Um, they have a 24-hour um, um, hotline and they have counsellors, um, you know, on standby to help you with whatever you're going through. And I'm, I'm living with mental health illness myself. And this is why I love doing such topics because I can relate and I can, I can, I can share my experiences. Um, it is important to get help, Afropolitans. Um, I always say to people that I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be alive today if I hadn't gotten the help that I needed in 2013, Um, you know, when I had a mental breakdown and I was admitted into a mental hospital. And then shortly after that, seven weeks later, my mom passed away. And, um, you know, my psychiatrist was fantastic. My psychologist was fantastic. And um, they really helped me to come back in inverted commas because it was very bleak. Uh, it was a very very dark time of my life, and I was there for about four years. And um, I can see the light now. Um, it's not easy, and you know, every day is a, is a struggle. Every day there's there's other challenges in life, but all the things that I learned um, um, from the you know from the psychologist, from group therapy, all those um, you know coping mechanisms have helped me be alive today. And this is why we're having this conversation. So, Crystal Kemp, thank you so much for being on the. Show. Show tonight, and and really thank you for the work that you guys do at Sadag. Um, it's a free service. It's a free resource available to all to everyone that can access it, and we really appreciate what you do.
1: Thanks, Dr. Cindy. It's, it's so lovely to, to be here tonight and to
0: share this information with you, all of the listeners. So, I think the first thing, um, um, Crystal, let's just speak about um, the. You know why why are support groups important? I
1: think you know a world where mental is so stigmatized, and even more so within South Africa. Um, and we we have an immense lack of resources for mental health available. And so I think support groups create that space where people can get help, um, where people can share, where they can feel supported, where they can feel help, feel heard without the fear of experiencing stigma which so many of us
0: expect to face and the stigma is real um i think speak a bit about that because mental health stigma persists and um i mean i i I, i've tried my best i've been tweeting about my mental health issues since 2014 and i've i've tried my hardest to to get people to understand that um you know, you, you don't, people don't choose to have mental illness. It's a chemical imbalance of the brain. There is help available. But as long as we, ha- we have these myths around mental illness, we won't understand what the next person is going through. So, you know, just, just talk about some of the, the stigma and the myths around mental illness that you have come across.
1: You know, I think one of the most common, common misconceptions is um, just be positive or look at all the things that you do have in your life and you're so blessed. It's it's more than that. It's um it's a it's a mental illness, and in the same way that we could, would consider cancer as a serious illness, mental health needs to get that same recognition. Where you do need to go and get help, you do need to see a doctor, and um, you can get support and supporters out there. And I think that's one of the reasons that we hosted um support group awareness week is to, to create that awareness and I think the work that you do and the work that SADA does um, on on fighting the stigma to be like actually it's bigger than that and we can't just choose to be happy it's not that easy. Yes, we can't feel unempowered and like we don't have any control. We do have control but sometimes we need
0: medical support and help as well. And uh, family members um, and friends, um, you know, make it difficult for for people that need help to seek help. Um, there's a lot of shame attached to to you know to mental illness, especially you know the fear of being seen as weak and not being able to handle your problems. You know, and 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 we we all have different um, levels of resilience. You know, we're not all the same. And um, you can't downplay what a person is going through just because you think they should be strong. Someone else has gone through that. So why can't you go through it too? In a support group, um, you know, how do you make sure that it's, it's a safe space for a person to share, you know, what's what's really in their heart um, and not feel ashamed and not feel um, embarrassed and, and everything else that goes with it? How do you make sure that it's safe and we can open up? You know, Dr.
1: Cindy, going what? Going back to what you were saying about loved ones and family members, sometimes they they can't understand because it isn't something that they've been through. And um, on top of that, when we're sharing with family members, we're always and loved ones, we're always trying to consider their feelings as well. How are they going to feel if I say I, I can't get out of bed? I don't want to do this anymore. What, what, toll, what kind of accountability are they going to take on themselves to be like, but I'm here, how am I not providing, how am I not helping? Mm. So in a support group, we're surrounded by people that have had similar life experiences to us who can truly understand that feeling of maybe not get, wanting to get out of bed, maybe not feeling like eating, maybe not feeling like or feeling like rather that the world would be a better place if they weren't in it. So what support groups do is they create an environment of people who have had similar life experiences and so that that fear of the stigma isn't present because you you are there with people who truly understand and we try to create um, a platform where there's equal opportunity, so everyone is given an opportunity to share within the meeting. everyone is given the opportunity to be um heard and I think so really importantly is that there is an emphasis on that every person in the group is um an expert of their own story mm. and so we all have we all have the the power to to not only share and be vulnerable within the group but also to help others who are around us and that feeling of being able to be helped but also help is incredibly empowering
0: and is, so what is it about speaking to strangers um that that helps us because i found that when i was admitted um at portview a mental hospital um when we had us um you know group therapy sessions it was great. It was great to speak to people that I didn't know, I hadn't met ever, and just to share, um, you know, my story and to hear their stories. What is it about sharing um, our our experiences with strangers that, that that is comforting?
1: Well, I think it's that that feeling and that comfort that yes, this person understands. They know what I've been through. They know they know these struggles. But also, like I said, when you share with a stranger. You don't necessarily have to worry about the burden that you may be that you may be sharing with them. And so often, when we are dealing with our mental health, we feel like we have to do it by ourselves, and we don't. There's help out there. Um, but sharing with a stranger that can empathise, that understands, that gets it, um, and that you can feel free of sharing, without feeling this guilt of. Well, maybe that my family will think that I don't appreciate everything that they're doing for me.
0: And when you set up a support group, do you do you choose people um, that are going through the same thing? Um, how do you how do you choose who's going to belong to what group? So at Sadag, we have a multitude
1: of different groups for different things. So we have groups that are perhaps more generalized and unspecified, for example, a mental health support group. Um, and then we have more specific groups, like groups for people who have um, bipolar disorder, for example. And then we have groups for family members and loved ones of those with mental illness too, to assist the family members to manage. We have groups for fibromyalgia. I mean, the group, the, the um, variety of different groups available is, is huge. Um, so what would happen is if someone reached out to SADAG and said I'm looking to, to join a support group we would first have to um, find out a variety of different factors for example where they're based and what groups we have available in that area. COVID has, has pushed us into now hosting groups online as well yes. which has had quite a beautiful effect because we're no longer limited by location. Um, so people who perhaps stay in areas where there aren't as many support groups as others, they can now attend online groups and make sure that they also feel heard and supported. So we would do. We would find out where you're based. We'd find out what you were looking for. Um, very importantly, you know, a support group is not run... I would say eighty percent of our support group leaders are patients and ex-patients themselves. So they're not mental health practitioners. I see. So we would always, we would always face the counsellor, would chat to you, and find out what's going on with you and where you are. A support group would never be our first line of intervention. We always want to make sure that you're getting that one-on-one help that you need, that you're getting a diagnosis, that you're getting to speak to someone and who, who's listening to you. And I think, like I said earlier, you know, we are really restricted in terms of mental health resources, but there is help out there and SADAG has access to all of that information. So, not to be discouraged if you don't have medical medical aid, not to be discouraged if you can't afford treatment, and um, there are different options available, and we can get you that one on one help, or or tell you or point you in the di- right direction of where that help is. And then when you are managing and you're doing a little bit better, but you still feel like you need some support, you need to be surrounded by people that understand, by people who can relate. To the fact that it's not something you have and then something you don't have, um, as I think you mentioned, it's it's a constant it's a constant struggle, you know. But it is something that we can we can manage and we can overcome together. And there are things that we can do to empower ourselves to to manage our mental health better. But sometimes we do need, or rather, often we do need that professional help. So our first point of call would always be, are you okay? Do we need to get you some one-on-one help? Um, And then when you are managing, then we can most certainly refer you to a support group. And we would um, choose a support group based on what it is that you're looking for and what you're needing. 086-
0: 0000959 0000959 is the number to call Afropolitans if you have any questions for Crystal Kemp. She's the SADEG Southern African Depression and Anxiety Group Support Group Coordinator. And um, support groups are so important in helping people work through their mental health issues. And as Crystal mentioned, um, SADC provides the services free of charge. So even if you don't have medical aid, um, you know, don't, don't be afraid to contact them and, and get the help that you need. Because the sooner that we can help you, if you have to identify that there's a problem, um, you know, the sooner that, you know, you can get better. So Crystal, um, what, 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 how does one identify if they need help?
1: look every everyone is different and everyone everyone is going to experience things differently but if you are struggling to get out of bed, if you notice um, either an increase in your eating habits or a decrease or lack of a lack of interest in, in food are you are you not wanting to do things that used to give you pleasure or perhaps when you are doing those things maybe it's it's going out and hanging out with friends, obviously and with obviously safely wearing your masks um, but it's when you're doing those things and you're not getting the joy out of it you you're struggling to find the joy in things um it can also it can also look like a decrease in personal hygiene, not wanting mm. to get dressed, get out of your pajamas, not feeling like brushing your hair or even having a shower, if you are noticing anything in you that you identify as different to the normal, if you're not feeling like, you know, I'm crystal and this is how I normally feel, you know, um, and you can see that, 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 uh, that, um, sorry, those differences within yourself, you know, definitely contact us. Contact that, you can you can, um, SMS us. Our SMS number is 31393 and we can get a counselor to call you. You can phone one of our toll-free numbers. Um, like you mentioned, now they're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, so you can call zero eight hundred four five six seven eight nine. 456 You can also go to our website which we are very excited um, because we recently um, launched a new support group tab on our website which has so much information we've got real life stories yeah. we've got testimonials from support group leaders um, and you can go there and, and engage with the page I, I, I'm, I'm super, super um, pleased with it, and I, I know that the support group leaders and their members are too, because it just has a wealth of information, such as, when should you join a support group? Who should start a support group? How to go about starting a support group?
0: 86 if you have any questions, Afropolitans, Afropolitans for Crystal Kemp, um, who's the SADC support group coordinator. Um, and... How does one go about becoming a group coordinator or a group facilitator?
1: So, you contact me. Um, what you can do is you can pop me an email. Um, my email address is supportgroups at org, Or you can contact a counselor um, and they'll take you through the steps. So, what you're kind of going to expect or what you can expect is you're going to have a you're going to have a chat to a counselor they're going to see how you're doing they're going to kind of from the information you share find out you know are you needing extra help and support or are you in a space where you you can give back and you can be a support to others um and then we go through so almost a screening process and this is very much to make sure that starting a support group is going to be beneficial and not detrimental to your own mental health and um, we don't want to push you into something that you're not ready for yet and then there is a five-part online training series. Mm-hmm. Um, And we also then strongly encourage or as a prerequisite that each new support group leader attend at least three different static support groups to get an idea for how the different groups are run because like I said, everyone's going to experience things differently and it's the same with different groups. Some are perhaps slightly more informational while Mm. some are more of a supportive environment. Um, and then, yeah, Sadag and I will take you through the steps one step at a time. Um, we advertise the group. We promote the group. We can organize guest speakers for your group. Um, we share information with you constantly, new handouts. And then if you do find that you're struggling either yourself or with a member of your, of your support group or perhaps just the support group in general, you can always contact me or contact Sadag. Um, we do have a plethora of incredible um, mental health professionals do, on our yeah. board, and um, we can reach out to them, or I can reach out to them. Especially if the if the problem's bigger than me or I'm not really sure, we have the most incredible support system at Sadag within the team. It's a very hands-on environment, so together we'll troubleshoot and and we'll get we'll find resolutions and and will will get there together so you're not alone it's a very supportive uh, sorry a supported journey um so yeah it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing and i just think our support group leaders have turned really into a family especially during COVID, where or where that extra
0: help has just been so desperately needed. So desperately needed. Crystal, we're going to keep you on the line. We have a caller from Kempton Park, Samuel, but we'll take him after the break. So we are going to keep you on the line and we'll be joined afterwards by Smangile Mateke. Afropolitans, I'll be back right after this. Sidebar with Dr. Cindy on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back to Sidebar, Cindy with me Cindy Fun Sale as we discuss mental health matters um, Afropolitans. Very important to me, very close to my heart because I'm living with depression, a mental health issue. And I'm speaking to Crystal Kemp. She's a SADAC support group coordinator. SADAC stands for the Southern African Depression and Anxiety Group. And on the 25th to the 30th of January, they celebrated um, Support Group Awareness Week. It's important for you to know the resources that you have around you so that you can get help if you feel that you might be having mental health issues. is still on the line. We're also joined by Usmangile Matzeke. She's a support group member for family members and loved ones of those with mental illness. But before that, we're taking your calls on 086 000 0000959. And we have Samuel from Kempton Park. Samuel, thank you for holding. And um, what question or comment do you have about tonight's topic?
2: Thanks very much for the opportunity. Um, I think I'm really touched and moved by the discussion that uh, is being held in the studio. I've got, uh, my spouse has got depression and um, so it's something that I've just found out recently. Uh, it's so funny that I've been living with her for over 11 years, yeah, but I have not known that she was suffering from this. And then um, when she finally disclosed that to me and I asked if we could go to a professional assistance, uh, she refused point blank, and I uh, must indicate that the situation has been taking its toll on everyone in the family. Mm.
3: they
2: have tried to make um, the, the family environment uh, better and all of that, but my heart is just breaking at uh, at how she is really. Her health is deteriorating, but she's refusing uh, to go for professional assistance with us as a family. But I really don't know what else to do, because you see, particularly within our our African culture, such kind of issues are really not that main. So mm. sometimes when you have issues with a the couple, they will call elders
3: to come and mm.
2: discuss. And those things really do not assist, because you really need to be assisted a professional, particularly if Um, none of you knows that there is depression involved. So like I said, I feel so like, I don't know how to say this. I feel like I am blaming it as well for having not picked up this issue for a very long time. But now when I suggested to her that let's go for professional assistance, she refused. And she said, you know what, I believe that if I can go and stay on my own, I'll do better. So I've tried all that I could. Uh, she's a kind-hearted person, very, very mm. generous, but just that aspect is just causing a lot of, 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 of hate in the family, and she's hating as well. But, mm. uh, what worries me the most is the fact that she definitely believes that if she can be on her own, she'll be fine. So I don't know whether I should let her go and be on her own, whether I should do something. I, I really don't know what next to, to do.
0: Okay, so, so yeah, please, just, Samuel, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, okay. So, so stay on the line. So, I'm going Got to it. give Crystal a chance to respond before I, I release her, and then oh. who, um who is a, a support group member and, and helps okay. loved ones of those with mental illness, will also weigh in on the conversation, and, and we can give you guidance on what the next steps are. Um, Crystal, okay. I mean, Samuel has shared um, from his heart, um, you know, the fact that his wife is, is 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 going through depression, but she's not willing to seek professional help. Just a few comments on that before we let you go. Yeah.
1: You know, first of all, Samuel, I just want to say the biggest thank you um, for sharing your story. And I, I can hear that, that it's really, really difficult and it's, 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 it's hard for your family. And so mm-hmm. I want you to also know that you can phone SADAG and you've to a counselor because you're also experiencing a lot of emotions, mm-hmm. concerns, mm-hmm. additional stress. Um, I think when when we're looking, like I've, I've said a few times, every person is going to be different, different, and experience things differently. But maybe to start a conversation with your wife to understand why it is she doesn't want to get help, um, or doesn't feel the need, doesn't feel like she can get help. It could be because she's afraid that. She goes to look for help and the help isn't out there. It could be that she doesn't want to be a burden on her family. Um and then and then perhaps understanding that you may be able to take further steps. But the wonderful thing about SADEG is that we're just a phone call away. So it's not perhaps as scary as going to a hospital or to a clinic. Um, It's speaking to someone who can reassure you, to let you know that what you're feeling is normal and it's okay, and that there is help out there. Um, So my advice would be, if if you're up to it, for you to call Sadag for yourself. Um, so that you're also getting support, but then also to perhaps encourage your wife, and she can just make that one small step, which might feel like the most massive step, but to take that step and, and chat to a counsellor, um, because, like I said, there is support, um, and just let her know that she she is heard, and there is help, and that it isn't hopeless.
0: Thank you so much, Crystal. And um, I'll hand over to Smangeli now. Thank you so much, Crystal, for being on the show. And and thank you for all the work that you do. Smangele Mateke, welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Um, And um, as I said um, earlier on, you're a support group member for family members and for loved ones of those with mental illness. And Samuel has just highlighted to us um, that his wife is living with depression. She's not willing to seek um, professional help. She wants to go and be on her own. And and what she's describing, Afropolitans, those are the typical signs of, of major depressive disorder where um, you are so depleted in terms of energy. And the, the happy hormones in your body, in your brain are completely depleted. And you reach a stage where... Nothing makes sense and, you know, it, it, you want to be alone, you want to die, you've got no reason to wake up in the morning. So this is what Samuel's wife is going through and, and it manifests itself in your family life. You know, you, you, you don't want to bath, you don't want to cook, you don't want to take part in anything. You want to be in your bed all day sleeping and it makes it very difficult for everyone around you to, to function and she, she definitely needs help. Afropolitans because I was like her I was in this in her same shoes and the only thing that helped me was to be admitted into a hospital get the medication that I need from a psychiatrist and get the counseling that I need from a psychologist and and all that and I was admitted for three weeks and then after three weeks things were a bit better and it's just an ongoing process I was in therapy and on medication for four and a half years and it really made a difference so Smangele I think let's just start off with um just just speaking to the reluctance of, of, of people to seek professional help? The, 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 the things that hinder people from seeking professional help.
3: Hi, Siti. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm, cl- I'm glad to be in your show today. Siti, uh, the most important thing with us people is the opinions of other people. According to me, that's the most, uh, that's the biggest problem for people to go out there to get help for mental illness. Uh, what happened with me when my mom was diagnosed with schizophrenia and uh, when the doctor was telling me that my mom has schizophrenia, number one, I didn't know what the word schizo- schizophrenia means. Hmm. Number two, people around me also didn't know what it is, you know, and what was happening to my mom, I haven't Never seen it happen to anyone else around me. So I went to Google. That's where I searched, I researched, started uh, typing the word schizophrenia. That's how I got to get to know about SADC. I think if people can just want to get information with anything that's happening in your life, get information. I think that's what will help you.
0: Mangele, so in the support group that um, that you, you belong to and you and 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 you and you and you, and you facilitate or what will you work with, um, how do you what, what kind of advice do you give to the loved ones who are living with, with people who have mental illness? You know, what are the do's and what are the don'ts when, when you know when, when things come up?
3: Okay, in the support group that I am in, it's a support group of family members like your caller family members with somebody who has a mental illness, who's mentally in the family, number one, for you to be able to support your family member, you need to have information, as I said, and the second thing that they've taught us here in the support group, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Self-care is very important. I need to take care of myself first before I can say I'll be able to take care of my mom. And I've seen it working. Because after, before before I attended the support group, I used to concentrate more on my mom's sickness, forgetting about my own health. And later, it created problems for me as well. But now that I know that I need to take care of me first, it becomes easier for me to take care. Of and the other thing that SADAC helps us with, it's with the information, you know. Because your loved one could be taking a medication that is not suitable for them. But when you, when you are in a support group and you're sharing notes, then you get to understand that maybe you need to do this, maybe you need to do that. So that's what you learn from support groups.
0: And in terms of um, explaining um, schizophrenia to um, other people, you know, other family members um, or to other people. Um, with the support, has the support group been able to help you to do that? Because Abantumabuzi isn't listening. They want to know why your mom is like this or why mama's, you know, you know how people are. Have you yes. been able to find a way of explaining mental illness and especially schizophrenia, which is probably one of the most misunderstood mental illnesses um, in a way that people are able to understand and absorb and, and, and make sense of? You know, Dr.
3: Singh with mental illness, it's so difficult. You know, at one stage, I wish that my mom could have a different sickness because it, it's easy for you to explain cancer because they've seen somebody who's got cancer, you know. But I've learned to tell them that mental illness is like any other sickness. It's, it, it, it's just it's in the head. But that person needs to be treated like everyone else that is sick, you know, because there's a lot of stigma. Even when you go to the clinic, sometimes, you know, mm. you're not accommodated because the nurses will treat you like any other patient. Mm. They won't treat you like you are a different patient. So that's how I explain it to people like mental illness is just a sickness like any other illness, you know, and we need to talk about it. template we have in this conversation because uh, especially in our communities, people are not talking about mental illnesses. There's so much stigma that if your loved one has a, a mental illness, maybe they are bewitched mm. or there's something that you've done wrong, you know, but it's actually a sickness. You cannot explain why your parents have cancer as much as I cannot explain
0: why my parents have schizophrenia. And the church, um, um, uh, if you're a churchgoer, um, yes. have you had any support from the church? Because I know that the church struggles with mental illness, and I'm hoping that over the years, as the years go by, um, it's going to change. But, you know, there's, there's that whole thing, keep um, let's pray in tongues, let's pour holy... I'm speaking from experience, by the way, um, with yes. this. So, you know... Did you get any support from, from your your leaders at the church or just anybody at church?
3: Uh, I'm glad you asked that question. I'm actually a Christian, you know, my I believed in God. Uh, churches, I think it's not because they want to stigmatize, it's the lack of knowledge in most of the churches. Mm-hmm. There hmm There's a verse that I love in, in the Bible that says where God is saying my people are dying because they lack knowledge. So I believe even if ch- even with churches, if they can get more information on this, that people will be easy to talk about their mental illnesses because people are not talking really in churches about their mental issues. So yeah, I think if people can get more information, whether in churches, well, whoever, even the nurses and the social workers, really, I also believe if they have, they can get to know more about mental illness. Mm. We won't have so much stigma around it.
0: And when you when you joined a, a support group, um, were you initially concerned about sharing, or did, were the times that you felt that you mustn't share too much information, maybe to protect? Um you know your mom's um dignity or her reputation, or were you just open and you just shared with an open heart
3: uh with support groups they create a atmosphere where you 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 become comfortable you know you you can share as much as you can because you know it's people with same experiences you know no one is gonna laugh at you because of this because. We are all going through something in that group. So they create an atmosphere where it's easy for everyone to say what they want to say.
0: 086 0000959 is the number to call as we continue our discussion about the sadag southern african depression and anxiety group support groups very important um, work that they do afropolitans and it's free of charge sadag is available 24 7 and you can look them up on google um and and you can find what they do and they and you can get the help that you need it's important to get help afropolitans if you feel that um, you may have a mental illness, that you're not coping with the pressures of life at the moment, just all the changes that have happened in the last year and are still happening as we continue 2021. I urge you to get help. Don't be ashamed to speak up, don't be ashamed to reach out to professionals because there is help and they can change your life. I'm speaking to Smangile Mateke, she is a support group member. And she belongs to a group for family members and loved ones of those um, with mental illness. Um, and, and Smangle, some of the the, the 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 things that you've learned in the support group, have you been able to apply those skills in your own personal life?
3: Yeah, I I, I have. You know, I am recently <coughs> retrenched from work. You know, and I think if I haven't uh, been in a support group, I won't be handling. It the way I am handling it now, mm. you know? So I've learned a lot of things being a member of a support group, you know? The number one thing is your self-care. The other thing that you must know as a member of a a, a support group is things sometimes won't go the way you want them to go. Mm. Take, for instance, with my mom, you know, like I now know that she can't be like this forever. But the way that I am helping her, it's not harmful to me as well, you know, because at first the way I was helping her, it used to be harmful to me as well. Uh, I neglected my kids my whole life was only based and getting her to be getting medication for her, just getting help for him. So yeah, it
0: does help. O eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. We'll be taking more of your calls, AfroPolitans, after this thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for sharing your experience with the SADEC Support Group. Sidebar every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. You're listening to Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy siwe As we continue with the last part of the discussion on SADAC, the Southern African Depression and Anxiety Group, and the work that they do with support groups. Um, so t- the 25th to the 30th of January was um, support group week where they, um, they celebrate you know, people that are support group um, leaders and they also just highlight the work that they do um, with support groups Untabi Singh Libina is on the show now and she is a support group leader and also a social worker. Untabi Singh thank you so much for joining us on Sidebar, Cindy
3: Good evening Cindy and thank you for having me
0: So Untabi Singh, please explain your role as a facilitator in, um, in a support group
3: Okay, my role as a facilitator in the support group is firstly to ensure that as a group We have people that are relevant for the group, so I conduct assessments to to determine if the person is suitably qualified to join the kind of support group that I'm running. And then also facilitate the the, the meetings of the support group, disseminate important information shared by SEDEC that must reach the people out there. And also making sure that uh, the support groups run smoothly, we stick to the goals of the support group and and create a safe space for everyone, and make sure that everyone feels welcome and their voices heard in
0: in the group during the sessions. And if someone wanted to be a facilitator, um, and but only focus on on, on facilitating support groups um, around grief, for example, because they themselves are going through grief and they want to heal is becoming a facilitator uh, a a way of healing
3: Uh, it's important to make sure that you've healed before you know although it it will be a way for you to heal but you need to have reached a certain level of healing so that you can be able to carry others so that you, you don't change the uh, the purpose of the group and it focuses on you, but you are able to give to others. So that is what also SEDEC does for us. They make sure that before you become a support group leader, you are being trained and being prepared emotionally and psychologically to run the group. So if you are still in, in, in a, a, you know, a much deeper, wounded process by yourself, they wouldn't throw you in the deep end but rather you have to reach a certain level of healing so that you are able to share your healing and and, and share it with, with others without being triggered all
0: the time when you are facilitating. Oh that makes so sense out. No, that yeah. definitely makes sense and and be saying you know we have the COVID-19 restrictions and we you know we've had to change our lives and um, you know do a lot of things online um, I know that um, you, um, Sadeg, has also managed to adapt. Has that um, changed the way the support groups go? Is it? Is it? Does it feel better if it's on site, or um, you know, is the same you know atmosphere felt online?
3: I think uh, instead of changing, it has expanded our options because in the beginning we could only do face to face, but now there has also been the positive that has come from the COVID in a sense that we can do online and people can join from the comfort of their own homes and then there is no longer restrictions in terms of uh, the area as well. So, in in my group, for example, I would be facilitating a group. I've got a lady from Cape Town, and I'm based in in, in Johannesburg, in Fosurus, which was something that could not have happened before. So, as much as there were challenges that came with the COVID-19 restrictions, there are also some positives that we will carry with us. I think beyond the COVID-19 pandemic, which will benefit a lot of people and
0: and increase accessibility of support group to the people out today. 086 is the number to call. If you have um, any questions for Untabi Singh Lemina, she she's a support group um, facilitator at SADAG. Um, the hashtags on social media are sidebar Cindy and Kaya FM talk. Um, I know that SADAG, um, you know, their work is, is free, but is there any compensation? If someone is thinking of becoming a facilitator, they need to manage the expectations. So are you compensated for the work that you do?
3: We are not compensated at all. SEDEC is an NPO, and then it is largely run by volunteers. So people who are running uh, support groups are, are people who have identified the need and have got a passion for mental health, and they want to give back to the community. So we are not compensated, but we are driven by the passion and the need to
0: educate and end the stigma. That is there uh, against uh, mental health. So, do you do you then have um, another source of income? Do you have a day job, and then you do this on the side, or how does it work?
3: Yes, personally, for myself, I've got a job, a day job. I'm running a private practice as a social worker, and then I would also uh, give my time in between to run the sessions. Before the the COVID nineteen, I would have the sessions on. On two Saturdays per month, I had one in Proserpina and I had one in binon where both uh, I've got both offices. But now I've mixed the group. There's only one that I'm running, which is on the third Friday of every month at the evening at six.
0: So I do have a day job that I am employed at okay. on a daily basis. And if you're identifying, I'd Tabi, saying that someone in the in the group um, needs. Um, more attention, oh, you know, maybe they need individual therapy um, as opposed to group therapy. Are you able to to make that suggestion um, to that person?
3: Yes, hence hence the importance of assessment before one joins the group because I usually would like to to get the feel of who is in the group where are they with their, with their mental illness, how long they've had it, are they on medication, are they not, are they coping and all that. So once I picked up once i pick up that someone is struggling i do reach out to them on an individual basis and and ask the relevant questions and continue with another assessment again then make a recommendation for them that i think would be most suitable and will help them at that time depending on what they are presenting
0: with so consistency um with therapy is important i know that um when I started, um, I'd, I'd, I'd go like once a week and then as, as things got better, I then went once a month and then, you know, once every two months, but consistency at the beginning is essential. How do you, how do you ensure that um, group members are consistent to their attendance? Because you, you know, skipping, it, it really makes a difference. Skip, well, it, it, it sets you back, but consistency helps you. So how do you make sure that a person keeps coming?
3: With the, I try to assess because in, in a support group, we would normally uh, discuss a, a matter that would affect all of us generally as a group. But if one has a banning issue that you see that they are trying to sway the group into or. You know, I think maybe the fact that I'm a social worker I've got that advantage of of listening and assessing. Then I would tell I would hear that, you know what, this member is battling with something. Then I would ask them on the side. I, I usually do not just uh Put it in, in the group just oh, like that. Okay, but yeah. I, yeah, but I would make that recommendation on the side. Even make inquiries to find out: Are you still taking on your medication? Has it was sometimes even if a person is, go, is, is attending their therapy, you find that something just happens and sets them way back off again, so their progress is disturbed. So I'm able to pick up such things. So when we are discussing something, and then you can pick up, you know, you know your members, you know their progress, and 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 they do talk. And the minute I pick up, I would say, you know what? As for that one can we talk about it outside the group and then I will make that recommendation just to find out a little bit as to what's happening now, how far are you as an individual mm-hmm. with your journey and then let's see what will be best suitable for you because you need also to be in, in a certain level to to be able to participate in a group so if you are struggling Individual, it becomes a bit difficult for you as well to join in the group because mm. the group cannot give you that individual attention. They, that yeah, they can't. Yes, yes. Yes.
0: And for those that don't have access to, um, um, you know, to, to your online services, w- you know, what has happened with those people?
3: I unfortunately, you know, they have fallen off, but I've kept contact with some of them. But it's not everyone that was able to transition with me to to online uh, support, you know. But since we've got telephone contacts, they do contact me here and there. And when they have difficulties, I would encourage them to call Cedric and at least speak to a counselor that will contain them at a time. But they 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 have made progress and they are able. Uh, to, to, to get through the most difficult
0: times, through the online, through the telephone counselling, because they would at least access that. And you know what I'm saying, that's one of the difficulties that the pandemic mm. has brought about, that, you know, mm. th- th- those of us that are privileged were able to transition to online without blinking. But there's so many people who've been affected by these changes and And you know I really hope that they are getting telephonic help through SEDEG, um you know when as and when they need it oh it's mm-hmm. 0000959 Afropolitans. um you know you still have time to ask them Singh Labina mm-hmm. questions she's a SEDEG support group um, facilitator SEDEG is a Southern African depression and anxiety group, and they provide mental health services um you know for South Africa and beyond and it's free of charge it's important to know that it's important to know that if you do need help, you can get help, make sure you get help so that your life um you know can change, and outside of the focus week, what other support does uh, the, does SADAG offer? Um, Um, Ntabi Singh. Uh, you mean to us
3: facilitators or to the to, to, to the, the public?
0: To, yeah, to, to, the, the public. to the public. Yes, it's
3: it's uh, they offer referrals. SADAG has a referral list, uh, so you would know they would know where you need to go to access a uh, mental health services. Whether you can afford, because they've got professionals that are registered with them, and they also have the resources for government uh, 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 facilities, so you would know where to go for what. If, if if you need to to have someone to be involuntarily uh, admitted, so they would be able to assist to which of the government hospitals does that information on the federal website information is always available updating us and giving us the latest uh, development on on mental health so if there is a lot that the public can access and can get so if there's any anything that one would like to to know there's no limit in terms of what said can can assist so far i can think of a, if you'd like to know a doctor in cape town they would be able to solve something. They've got a resource list for you there. If you'd like to know for teenagers with mental health, that mm. would, would be the place to go. So they are doing a lot of work for our public in terms of providing resources and support
0: for mental health. And, you know, you, I'm glad you, you mentioned teenagers. Teenagers are very difficult um, to to you know, to help with mental health issues. There's so much, the hormones and just all, all the other issues that come with being a teenager. Um, have you had um, any, have you done any work with teenagers in Tabi Singh? Unfortunately, with SEDEC, no. They've got
3: uh, special people that are doing work with, uh, with teenagers.
0: In my group, with SEDEC, I am not working with, uh, with teenagers as yet. Okay. And in terms of um, the adults that you do work with, language, um, I've been thinking about that. Is language ever a barrier? And if it is, how do you overcome that?
3: Language is a barrier, but I have encouraged uh, people to to speak a language that they are most comfortable with. Uh, I can understand uh, most of the basic basic, uh, languages that we use. Unfortunately, I cannot... uh, understand africans but i've not had anyone that is struggling with africans but so far we've been able to help each other if someone says something and then there's one missing there's always a group member that's able to help the one that's falling behind okay this is what they mean when they say that so we encourage people that don't speak to english even though we've got uh, i've got uh, a white lady in my group don't uh, speak to english if you want to express yourself in your african language do so and then we interpret to, to the other members, so we try
0: to help each other together as a group to bridge the language barrier that's amazing work that you do and um you know if if, if you are a group, if you find a group member that is not so willing to contribute to the discussion or is taking long to open up um how how do you um, nudge them? To, to start speaking, because that speaking is important, it's helpful. But there are some people who are slow to warm. That's a say, who's who in the group? And, you know, can I trust these people? How do you encourage them to start opening up?
3: You know, at first, we, we don't put a spotlight on a person. But what, what, what I do in the beginning, we all give a feedback on how we have been. So everyone is talking in that part. This is what I, so you will say something. You know, you, you, no one would say nothing happened to me in that. Uh, when you say, "How have you been since our last meeting?" Everyone gets to say something, and then in the end, eventually, when uh, then when you reflect, you're like saying, "What have you gained in this session?" And what's your feedback? We give everyone a chance, so we slowly get them to that comfortable space where they will end up opening up without putting pressure on them or putting them on a spotlight to say, you are not talking or we see you are not saying something. But we make sure that we don't leave the group without giving all of us who are present an opportunity to say something. It may not be directly personal at the time, but at least say something. Don't come in and listen and leave throughout the entire session.
0: Thank you so much Singh Libina, Sedex support group and um, facilitator. Thank you for the work that you do. And um, if someone is looking for the services of Sedex, where who should they contact? What's the number to call or what's the website?
3: Uh, they can contact the Sedex website www.sedex.org.za and then for a support group they can call 0800 0800- 21, 22, 23, and also they can check the SEDEC the, the website as well. By talking to a counsellor, they will be able to tell you which support group is available for you, because there are already support group uh, facilitators that have resumed uh, face-to-face okay. under under strict COVID-19 restrictions. Yeah, I yes, understand. Yeah, but there are very few, so uh, you can call SEDEC. They will be able to guide you and assist you. There are also some of my colleagues as well, other facilitators that have reported facilitating WhatsApp groups as well. So we are actually exploring all means of uh, technology that is available to reach out to everyone. At some point, there was also the Facebook groups, so the support groups. Uh, the facilitators they are also exploring all the different avenues that are available out there. So getting hold of products
0: they will be able to tell you which support group is available at what means and you can check which is most convenient. Thank you so much, Afropolitans. Hope you enjoyed the show. Stay home, stay safe. I'll be back on Monday at 7 p.m.